Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome back to the Paleo View. This week, we had intended a legitimate, science-heavy, shocker, vegetable show for you. (laughs) But once you hear Sarah talk, you'll understand why we think it's not a good idea for her to talk for an hour. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'd ask how you are, but I think your voice gives it away. It's so funny, too, because as we were getting ready to record, this is like an improvement for me now. Like I'm on day six and I had a full like 24 hour period where I could not vocalize at all. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, don't I sound amazing? And as soon as we got on the call, you were like, oh yeah, no, this is not, (laughs) it's not the thing we're doing. So, um, thanks for the reality check on the, uh, awesome sounding voice. I have been where you are, and although you feel like you're on the up and up, if you spend the next hour talking science to us, uh, you're not going to be any better on the other side. <laughs> that's, probably, <laughs> Plus, that's probably true. Plus, it's just painful to listen to you. <laughs> I know sometimes laryngitis doesn't actually hurt as much as it sounds like it hurts, but um, we thought it would be a good idea just to give your your voice a little break and maybe... Um, do a little update. I have a lot going on and I've actually um, done a little bit of research of my own about something that I have going on. So maybe I can share a little science and you can do the oohs and ahs. Um, that that got, would sound funny. Are you I'm like, I'm Ooh. like, can you show me a thumbs up, uh, Sarah? <laughs> it's an audio podcast. I know. Um, so the house is officially on the market and the day before everything was final, like as the house was final and the day before we were going to take pictures of it, my body completely just seized up. And actually when we recorded the last podcast, I was laying down recording it because I had just gone into a back flare and it's day nine of my back flare, which is the longest that I have had a back flare since my original injury normally yeah normally by a week um it's gone so I think that I have a lot of lessons that I've learned um there was a lot of stress piling up on me in a week and I wasn't doing the things that I normally do to take care of myself and so retrospectively looking back on that time period um I got a tattoo, albeit a small tattoo, but we've talked in the podcast before about um, how that can cause immune wait, wait, system. Wait. You got a tattoo. I know, I know. During packing up the house and getting it ready to go on the market? Yes. So, you really should have run this idea past me before <laughs> you, used, you did it. You used the word should. I know. Uh, I just, so, this is one of those times because you needed a virtual 
like slap upside the head. I know. I know. I did. And that's what I'm saying. Retrospectively looking back, I can be like, that was not a good yeah. life choice. But um, Matt, do, do you like brother, the tattoo though? Yeah. So it was a sentimental tattoo. Um, Matt's youngest brother, Malcolm, was moving to New York. And it was his last week here. He had been living with us for a couple of weeks while he got ready to move. And we'd been talking about um, getting tattoos in Andrew's memory for a really long time. And so we just decided it was also his birthday and my birthday that week. And um, we got just we took his signature, um, the letter A, and we just got it tattooed. It's very Aww. tiny. And so I was like, and, uh, you know, all three of us is kind of a, um, we're going through this grief together. We have each other kind of thing. That's and sweet. it was, and so to me, I was like, okay, it's super tiny. Like I'll be okay. I, I take care of myself. I'm not going to have a flare like I did when I got an entire giant colorful back tattoo, <laughs> but it was enough combined with other things. So if you're not sure what we're talking about. There was a prior podcast. I don't know the number. And if Monica can't find it in the show notes, I will help her. Um, where we talked about tattoos being an immune agitator. In particular, the color red has mercury in it, um, which is difficult for someone like me with MTHFR to detox from my system. So it's really not a good idea for me to get tattoos. And I know that but I did it anyway, because sometimes you don't make the best life choices. So um, I got this tattoo. And then I watched the show Unbelievable at the same time. I don't know if you've heard about the show, I Sarah. I have not even heard of this one. It's based on... Um, it's based on... I don't, I don't want to go into the details, but it's a crime. It's a non-fictional um, crime show. I forget what they call it when it's like dramatized crime. So really relaxing to watch is what you're saying. Not it disturbing was, in the slightest. It was the absolute most triggering, disturbing show that I've watched in a really long time. And I didn't know that that was going to happen until I like had watched the first episode. And then once I knew what had happened, I had to know the conclusion. Like, right. do you ever get like that? Right? Like, I'm not going to feel better until I know what's actually happened. For sure. So I ended up binge watching that show over two days so I could just get it over with and didn't sleep well and that whole thing because it was so disturbing. It was a really well done drama documentary. I don't even know what they call those things. Anyway, so Matt is going to be like voicing in over top and telling you the word and rolling his eyes and it's, at me. And it's going to be something like really cool, like docudrama. Yeah, exactly. Every time I like stumble over that word, he like tells me what the word it is. I'm I don't, like, oh, I don't yeah. know if that's what it is. I just made I that know. up. I'm like, if I was making a do dramatized <laughs> documentary, I would call it a docudrama. But it's not because... like a documentary. You know, there were actors yeah, yeah. and actresses. It's like yeah. acted out, but trying to stay factually correct. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So um, I normally don't watch those. We've talked about this before. Like, to manage my stress, I have never watched Handmaid's Tale. I know that it's an amazing program, but it would trigger stress and anxiety for me, and therefore, I'm not going to watch it. And it'll so, be there for you in the future. What, you know, in some time when I'm super relaxed and I feel like I want to handle it, fine. But um, anyway, so, and then putting my house on the market, and then the physical stress of actually packing up 
two pods worth of stuff, you know, going through also the emotional stress of like giving away things, um, all that kind of stuff, all piled up at the same time. And so the minute that the house, literally the minute that the realtor came over and said that the house was ready and good to go, my back started hurting. And it's not a coincidence like that. It, the stress causes muscle tightness, the muscle tightness constricts my spine, causing the nerve to be pinched and all that kind of stuff. So I know what's happening. I have physical therapy exercises. I have supplements that I take. I rested and did nothing for three days. Um, And now I'm on the up and up, but it's the longest flare that I've ever had. And so it's just a reminder to me and to our listeners that whatever health issues you have had previously or you have ongoing flares with, you know, we talk a lot about stress management and health and all that kind of stuff, but there's only so far bone broth can take you. And so with all the other things that I had piling up, it was too much and I wasn't paying attention because I was doing so much that I wasn't managing my health the way that I needed to. So um, I am now. And one of the things that I messaged you about this morning is that one of the things that I found really helpful for my back has been taking hot baths slash jacuzzi slash hot tubs. Um, And I've been doing that every day to loosen up the muscles, which then allows me to do the physical therapy exercises and reduces the pain without needing to take, um, you know, any, like I, I have, I was on muscle relaxers prescribed by a doctor the first few days, that kind of stuff. So, um, and so I was doing research on the mechanism for that. And in my research, I found that there's multiple benefits to hot baths that I thought I would share, but there's also some risks and Sarah hasn't done the science. So I'm just going to caveat that, that this might not be for everyone. And if you have other health conditions, definitely talk to your doctor about it. Cause there were things that conflicted in some of the studies that said, you know, like, um, if you already have a heart condition, consult with your doctor, or if you have multiple sclerosis in particular, it might actually agitate your system more than help it. So again, I'm not a medical professional, but, um, there were significant studies that showed that taking um, a couple of hot baths a day, particular the study said five um, hot soaks a week, would reduce your chance of heart attack and stroke because it increases your heart rate while you're in the hot tub while decreasing your blood pressure at the same time. So it's almost to your body, like you're exercising and it gives that metabolic boost. Um, and then also you sweat while you're in there. So you're detoxing additional toxins. Um, and for me, it relaxes my muscles, which is just a trifecta of goodness. Um, I also read in a study that it can reduce inflammation, which makes sense to me. Mm Um, you know, like the, the heat therapy and some of the stuff that we've talked about before, um, as, giving some relief to the joint pain too. So I just thought I'd share that as an additional little nugget without you needing to do a bunch of talking to our listeners. Sweet. We provided value even on a like last minute. Oh, we better just do a check-in show. I tried. I I tried to be there for you listeners. Um, Yeah. I like, I, um, I guess I really hear you on the, uh, looking after myself. Uh, <laughs> Is that ringing a little, maybe a little, a little clear for you? <laughs> a, little, a little close to home there. Um, I mean, this is, 
um, predictable. It's why I try to minimize how much travel I do. It's why when I go on a book tour, it's usually half the length or a quarter the length of what other authors do. Um, it's why I typically try to book a week off after I travel so that I have a week to just sleep and spend time in nature and recover. And, um, when I don't have control over, um, my environment when I'm traveling, um, or if I, if I don't have the ability to t really take that time to recover once I get home, the chances of me getting sick are really high. And I know this about myself. I know that traveling is physically the hardest thing on me. Um, and it's, it's why I've, um, started saying no to about 80% of the speaking opportunities that I'm being offered. Um, and it's, it's because the cost benefit analysis has to take in to account, not just the time of the actual travel, but the recovery time and what happens if I get, I mean, it's, um, I used to get sick a lot more often before paleo. Um, and now it seems to almost always be triggered either by, uh, publishing a book or by traveling. Like those are the two things that just run me into the ground. And I think this last trip, um, between, uh, not like really, um, physically stressful travel itineraries, um, the jet lag and the stress of, uh, the family crisis of my dad having a heart attack and then going into work mode, um, and doing this, you know, really wonderful public lecture in Santa Rosa. Um, but also the, uh, doctor who talked the same evening that I did in Santa Rosa had a, uh, infection that laryngitis was a symptom. So I'm, and, and, there was only one lapel mic. So we ended up sharing lapel mics. So I can point to that and be like, yep, that was my exposure. And then just like the weakened immune system from all of the travel. And even though I came home and was really trying to like take it easy, it took, I, th I think I got sick. Um, I started feeling sick about four days after I got home. So either this has a fairly long incubation period or it just took like that long for it to really catch up with me. Um, but this has been, it's been a really long time since I've had like a, it's like a laryngitis and a chest cold. And, um, it's weird because normally when your throat sore, it's like your tonsils, but this is my like larynx that hurts. It's like in a different location. So it do doesn't hurt to swallow, but my neck just kind of, I can feel like the burn of the inflammation. So I like, I, I don't feel good and I'm not comfortable and I'm, um, you know, basically for the past week, and I've been really forced into it from this infection, I've been sleeping as much as I can, uh, working as little as I can, uh, given that the AIP lecture series is going now. And so I'm still, um, th re really super involved in that group. So this is, you know, I'm only teaching two sessions a year because, I like to answer every question and reply to every comment, really be really present in the Facebook group that goes along with the course. So um, that's really taking, that's most of what I'm doing. And I'm just trying to either reschedule things that can be rescheduled or just you know, not do things. It's one of the joys of being the boss is I'm just like, I'm just not going to do that thing now um, or I'll just do it later. 
but um, I've been doing as much as I can. We never ended up putting in a vegetable garden last week, which was our big plan for the uh, my kids' September break from school. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating to have a body that doesn't allow me to abuse it, but at the same time, it's it helps me stay on the straight and narrow. The the fact that um, what what for a lot of other people would be a very trivial stress, right? A one week, you know, three hour time zone difference trip with, you know, two stops, right? Like a few long days in there. Um, For a lot of people that would, you know, they might feel tired and jet lagged afterwards, but they would sort of bounce back. And I'm just, I don't have a body that does that. And I know it. Um, It's just that I don't always have control over, all of the variables that I need to control in order to fully protect my health and still, um, you know, in that case, it was um, doing something work-wise that I felt was very important and then doing something family-wise that felt critically important, right? And it it just triggered all of the, like, responsibility, you know, like, brain patterns that are triggered in firstborn children, all of those things. And so... Um, so I'm doing what I can. I, you know, I'm drinking lots of tea. I'm resting. I'm working as little as possible. I'm actually reading uh, a novel, which is delightful. Um, again, Matt, thanks for the suggestion. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, uh, one of the questions that people often will ask me is like, well, how do you, how do you do it all? Like, how are you an engaged mom and you you know, this successful blogger, business person, and you, you know, courses and eBooks and print books and conference presentations. And this right here is how I do it. Like it sometimes takes everything out of me. And then I basically have to like drop everything for one to three weeks while I recover. And I'm in that phase right now. And, uh, and so it's really, um, you know, for me, this is, this is always my, challenge in, um, balance. The things that I want to do are not things, right. They're things that make my brain happy, but not my body. And I always have to try to balance what I physically need to be healthy versus what I want to do with my knowledge base and my talents and my passion for helping people. Like, and I'm, I'm always trying to, um, I'm always feels like I'm often like walking a tightrope trying to balance those two things. And, uh, this is just one of those times where, um, I, I did not successfully control all of the variables I needed to. And here I am talking uh, with a voice today. This is, this is me six days in feeling better. I mean, pretty cool, right? Um, Sure. (laughs) I think I I speak for all of our listeners when I say we're we're glad that you're in the up and up, but we think that you still need some more rest and some more tea, (laughs) some more broth and whatever it is, vitamin C, whatever is making your body feel better. Go do it. Go rest. And we will talk next week about the science and, um, return with, I'm sure, you feeling energized because you will have rested and feel so much better. Thank you. And you couldn't see it, but I was like actually fist bumping while I said oh, that. Sweet. I'm going to fist bump back. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>
can't, I can't make that noise today. It's okay. Listeners, thanks for tuning in and having patience with us. I know we cannot be the only ones who have uh, peaks and valleys in this journey. And this is why we do what we do so that we can all know how to get ourselves back to feeling our best, which is what it's all about. So if you are feeling well, appreciate it and think about the things that you're doing that make you feel that way so that the next time you're not feeling well, um, you too can have a path to your own recovery. So thanks again for being here with us. Thanks, Sarah, for coming on and uh, pushing through. (laughs) I know that um, you think that you're feeling better, but... It's, it sounds to me like you need a little more rest. So Got it. So noted. Have a great one, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.